Oh, jam! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another fun-filled episode of Monday Night Magic here on MT... No, wait. Where are we? MTG. The internet. The internet. Twitch.tv slash the manipool. MTG. The manipool. I went so I almost... (laughs) I almost went back to the old intro, and then I lost that halfway through and got really confused. Yeah, that that ended up being none of the old intros. <laughs> My bad. Uh, I'm Chewy, as you can tell, because it says that under me. It's true, it's there. a label. And and over there on the other half of the screen is Squee. You'll notice uh, the lack of clues, but that's because clues is on a boat. It's true. That is where he do. And. He's probably not going fast. And. No, no. He is crossing an ocean. Yes, but which ocean, we're not going to tell you. <laughs> State secret. Um, so, yes, this is Monday Night Magic number 656. And, uh... Palindromic. It, it is. Wasn't that a galaxy? I hope so. <laughs> The palindromic galaxy? Maybe it's a nebula. I mean, if we actually found a galaxy that for at least the time of discovery was mirrored, I don't see how you couldn't call it that. Right? Like, just a a perfect binary system would be pretty cool, too. I'd take that. Wait, what? I'm imagining, like, a perfect binary system of just two stars circling each other. Oh. And then us seeing it from an angle that makes that, like, pretty cool. Because, like, they do exist, but one where they're the same size and everything would be sweet. That would be sweet. Sadly, I think that's exceptionally rare. If yeah, I don't think it's a thing we will find, but it would be pretty sweet. But anyway, that's enough of... We're making up for the lack of clues with more Sky Talk. Yeah, with more uh, astronomical nonsense. So, let's get into the MTG News, shall we? Because that's what we do here on Monday Night Magic, in case you forgot, as we just did. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we do that. Let's see here. I have to make sure to click on the right thing, otherwise Squeeze turns into clues. That would be scary. It's really disconcerting. See, there we go. You think you're confused. He has a wife. (laughs) So wait, if you turn into clues, does that mean clues turns into you? Uh, I don't know how that works. I've never tried it. Let's not try it. Let's let's. No, that'd be weird. Time. I'd be disoriented and on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> so first up, we have that. news from last week. Uh, the EDH Rules Committee tweeted on Monday, and we just missed it because when Squee looked right before we started yesterday or la- yesterday last week, they hadn't made this decision yet. You see, this was tweeted at seven forty-eight. And I think he would, you were looking like from work or something before you left or before you got, before we yeah, got started. Yeah, I was on a little bit early yeah. updating the notes. So, and no one in the chat caught this either. We didn't find out about this until after the show. But uh, the EDH Rules Committee tweeted that Commander will be adopting the London Mulligan at the same time as other formats. With the standard, first Mulligan is free for multiplayer games. So there you go. They did decide by the release of Magic 2020. It's true. In fact, they decided later that day. Checks out. So All now right. we know. So that's good to know. Keep that in mind when you're playing Commander in public places. As always, when you're playing Commander with just your buddies, you can do whatever the hell you want. As long you as everyone agrees. You is the boss of you. Yeah. So next bit of news was this odd... Yeah. Article from uh, the Wizards website. As early as June 7th, so three days ago as of this stream slash recording, you may start noticing some slight variances. Variances. To War of the Spark cardstock. Some of it will contain one picture. Others will contain a different picture. Stay tuned. Stop confusing people. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they switched up their cardstock 
from uh, uh, in 2018 to the the cardstock that was used in uh, the Japanese market with Battle Bond and Ultimate Masters, and I swear other things too because other sets just like Dominaria feels like a different yeah uh, card game than previous uh, sets. But, uh, so now they're going to introduce another card stock starting in the middle of the Prince of War of the Spark, which strikes me as odd that they would start with a, in the middle of a, of a set printings. Yeah, my guess would be that, um, because they continue to print an existing set for a little while after it comes out, it was really just starting X date internally this is what we do now and that means that some things that were still in production that had already been released or already been printed swapped over um so because it would be really weird to maintain old printing processes for some products and new printing processes for other products when like from a financial perspective that's just stupid you lose out on all the benefits of working in bulk if you split it up that way so i think they've just decided it was Probably worth the minor variance of experience. And so. you start it now after the initial interest in War of the Spark has passed, and everyone that wanted to buy lots of it already has. Yeah. So that if there's a problem, it's not on everything, it's just on some things. And they can yeah. hopefully adjust by the time it's time to print. 2020 has probably already been printed, though, hasn't it? Uh, well, at the very not. least, its initial run has. Like, I can't imagine they'd still be printing that now. That feels like it would be taking a lot of risks. Hmm. But this also says as early as June 7th, you'll start noticing them, which means the printing happened, the printing switchover happened already. Yeah, it it would have happened months ago. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. It's just finally circulating now because keep in mind also that just because you printed it doesn't mean that stores have restocked yet. Right. So they're so saying they're happy with started. the improvements of surface consistency for printing, improved card cutting, as well as rigidity and snap. Oh, snap. Snap in quotes. Uh, no word on whether this will help foils curling, but of course, they wouldn't say that here, would they? No. We will find out when we get them. I yeah. mean, I don't know that there's going to be a solution for foils. I've got one. Other than getting rid of them? Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the inherent problem of treating one side of the card differently from the other side is going to, by chemistry and physics, always lead to something like that when temperature happens. It's just minimizing it to the best of your ability. Yeah. Because, like, they can't treat the other side differently for foils, because then you can tell what a foil is. So I think they're kind of stuck by chemistry but hopefully they'll keep it minimal enough in the future but for right now new paper i still think they should get rid of foils personally i mean that's fair there have got to be other ways you can make things special than causing them to warp do you remember the metal cards that you could get for collectibles in the 90s which are like really thick foils oh the the shiny chromium one thing yeah I do, yeah. Those were neat. They still wouldn't solve this problem at all, but I'm just thinking of the wide variety of things that people have been doing. Like, there's been a lot of science in this area for decades, so who knows? But I I do think that foils do create problems from, you know, a play standpoint, because unlike collectibles, you actually have to shuffle these, and they have to be indistinguishable on one side. So... There it goes. All right, then. So, hey, look at that. Two bits of news down already. Uh, Let's run through the next two. Hey, look. Zach Elsick is starting with Watsy Play Design in July. Welcome. Yeah, he's a pro player. You know, one of those guys that knows what he's doing. Yeah. Good, that's kind of what play design's for. 
It is. And while we're here, uh, uh, Kazu Negri. I really need to learn how to say his name. I guess now I don't need to learn how to say his name because he's also starting as play design in July. Yeah. So, sweet. Yeah. That means both of them only have a few weeks left to tweet without Watsy stack. It's true. Use those characters while you've got them, friends. Well, congratulations to both of you. I hope you enjoy your adventure in the Land of Dragons. There is a dragon. It's true. I've seen pictures of it. It greets you, and if you're bad, it eats you. That is what I've heard, yeah. Well, that was some quick news. I can't tell if what I'm hearing is thunder or neighbors. I think it's both? Perhaps your neighbors are thunder. Ah, could be. It's like Fujin and Raijin are upstairs making a bunch of lights and noise, but you can only hear the noise because you're downstairs. Yeah, we'll go with that. Anyway, okay, uh, let's see. What else? Let's let's skip over that for now and go here. But where oh. is here? Uh, so there is going there. to be a Magic the Gathering art exhibition. Hoorah! Which I like is, magic art. It, I mean, there was a one before. Maybe just mm-hmm. one. I don't remember these things. They don't. Uh, they don't stick. But uh, we've got the uh, another Magic the Gathering art show. This one will be from November 11th, 2019 to January 11th, 2020 at the Brooks Stevens Gallery at the Milwaukee Institute of Art and Design in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That makes sense. That's where I would put it. Yeah, if you've never been to an event where you can see, like, large-scale magic art and, like, original um, magic art runs, like, you should definitely do it when you get a shot. Sometimes it'll be up at conventions. Like, I see a lot of it at Dragon Con because the artists go there. And there are so many details that do not make it into the tiny little card art. So it's really nice to be able to see those upscale. It also is just, it's more fun to see stuff that you find, you know, fun in your hobby, but treated very seriously. So that's really cool. Yeah. So, hey, if you're in the area in November, it's it's free to the public. Go in and walk around. It's an art exhibit like you do. And if you happen to be a magic artist who listens to this show and wasn't aware, they are taking submissions. Yeah, although the deadline to submit your art is June 30th, so... Get on that. Yeah, hurry up. Although Mike knows, of Orthos Mike here, knows way more people in that uh, Mm. space than probably all of us put together, so I'm sure he's got it covered. Yeah, that's what makes them Borthos, Mike. It's true. Uh, wow, is that is that it? It's most of it, yeah. It's, just... it, it's been quiet because, spoiler alert, you know, the modern fancy pre-release was over the weekend, so there's not a lot else going. Yeah, this was the Modern Horizons pre-release weekend, so... the only They other... understandably are easing up on the news flow. The only other things we really have going on are uh, two GP, well, a GP and SCG Con. Yeah. Tournament day. So, let's start with SCG Con. Okay. But let's start with this little tidbit here. There were some test events going on at SCG Con. A best of one booster draft and best of one eight player constructed for those who don't remember best of one is exactly what it sounds like where you play one game and that's it no sideboards no second games best of three you just play the one 
And in the event that you go to time, you do turns. After you do turns, if there's still not a winner, the person with the most life wins. Yep. So this is not generally done in paper magic. Yeah, and even the pregame procedure is really weird. Players will draw two seven-card hands, then choose one and shuffle the other back into their library, or choose to mulligan and repeat the process minus one card for each mulligan. Yeah, that's that's a different way to do it. So, yeah, that's weird. But they're testing out. Now, this says Wizards of the Coast test events. And I'm wondering yeah. if this is actually Watsy using SCGCon to test this out, or if they just put that there. <laughs> I mean, it says at the bottom, participants must complete all three rounds oh. and a short survey to receive prizes. Like, this is straight-up data gathering. Yeah. Neat. But yeah, and the reason that the the pregame is like that, uh, I think, if I remember correctly, this is technically how Arena does mulligans. You get is, two full hands to choose from? No, it it generates two hands and gives you the best one. Oh. Uh, I seem to remember reading somewhere uh, a few months ago like, in best of that, one. Like, automatically? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Like, you don't Weird. see two hands. You only see the one right. that it gives you. But I could be wrong it... about that, though, but I'm I'm pretty sure that, so, that sounds familiar. Theoretically, it's doing that based on... Something. What it considers, like, the ideal land-to-not-land ratio. Yeah, probably, trying to be yeah. universal with it. Huh. Well, I guess when you're not playing with, like, modern and back, you probably can streamline what the ideal hand is a bit better. Yeah. Like, and they're also... They're not running, like, lands... Because it's best of one, they're doing this to ensure that there are fewer just games that don't happen because yeah. one person's opener was completely awful. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty neat. Like, for the people that did it, um, participating gets you 10 prize wall tickets. Effectively. I'm assuming that's an eight-person event. Yeah, they're eight-person eight events. Yeah, so, like, you're getting 10 prize wall tickets, and if you happen to win, you get... 30 or another event. Yeah. So, like, they're really compensating you for doing research for them. And that's totally fine. That's how we learn. I don't know about really so. compensating. I don't know how 10 prize wall tickets... Yeah, I don't know how much that's worth, but, like... It, the real world, but... They're acknowledging that they're using your time and giving you some. It's not just, hey, could you come over here and take time away from your tournament weekend to just do work for us. Yeah, and something. these are also only three rounds. So, and there's a 25-minute time limit so yeah. it's an hour and a half of your life plus a draft if you do the draft eh. yeah it'd be worse yeah that's fine I think anyway, that's if anybody did any of those or like let us or knows anyone who did you know let us know what it yeah i'm curious was. to hear that like i'm also looking forward to if they do this enough they'll inevitably post something on the website some article saying and then we tried this for a while and here were our takeaways because I'm curious. See what happens. Let's hope so. They tend to be pretty good about that. Even if it doesn't work, they'll be like, and then this is why that didn't work. So. Yeah. If anyone sees them post an article about that sometime and we haven't spoken about it, let us know. Yeah, drop it on I the... do not read everything they post. <laughs> yeah, drop it on Twitter or in the Discord server or something. Which, by the way, the Manipool has a Discord server. You should totally join up and join in all the conversations about all of the things. It's a great Discord. You should check it out. That is what I hear. So, SCGCon happened this weekend. And, okay, so here are all of the different deck lists that we're not going to talk yeah. about. So, there was the Modern Summer Championship and the... This, even though it doesn't say it. That, oh, well, I clicked on it. Is the Summer... No, Standard Summer Championship. Yeah. Uh, as far as we can tell, they're just tournaments that you entered and they had a cash prize. So the word championship yeah. is really sort of a misnomer. But And when we say, as far as we could tell, they've already taken down the website for SCGCon. So we're going off of what we could scrounge out of, like, a cached page from last yeah. week. Yeah, SCGCon ended yesterday. The website is already gone. Like, it's it's the banner. And that's it. Yeah. 
So it was they, surprising. They are not screwing around with just get that out of here. Yeah. Uh, but again, since these are essentially just side events, we're not gonna we're not gonna yeah. talk about them really. Uh, this standard and modern deck lists are the Invitational, which we'll talk about. There mm-hmm. was a Legacy Play for Power tournament, a Vintage Power Nine Series tournament, and then a standard uh, MCQ. And honestly, we're not going to talk about any of that either, because they're no. they're just like high profile side events. Yeah. So eh. we we don't want to set that precedent and have to cover those for everything forever. Exactly. So. What we are going to talk about though is the Invitational. Yep. So let's go look. The they have the day two metagame breakdown now. The Invitational standard and modern. Yeah. And let's see here. We've got 170 players who returned for day two, playing standard and modern. Uh, the standard day two was overrun with Mono Red Aggro, Esper Superheroes, and Gruul Aggro. At yeah. 31, 30, and 22 decks apiece. There were 14 Is It Phoenix, 11 Sultai Dread Horde, and then it drops off to single digits from there. Yeah. But there's a lot. Five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I already lost count. Here, Numerous. Let's start at the top. Okay, that's five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Twelve, thirty, forty, fifty, sixteen, seventeen, twenty. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Twenty-eight different decks listed. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh. That made it to uh, day two. But granted, yeah. it's a mixed format tournament, so. There's not that much you can take yeah. from that. Our, our general disclaimer before you take too much away from these and like why we haven't looked at the deck list yet is that you can have an okay deck in one format and an amazing deck in the other format and play really well. And the weaker deck will still look like it's doing amazing because your record will just be good. Yeah. So take most of this with a grain of salt. So then if we drop down to the modern day two metagame breakdown, there are 30 Is It Phoenix decks. 29 humans, 17 Azorius Control, 12 Dredge, and Monogreen Tron, 10 Burn. And then it drops off into single digits again with a lot. Yeah. Um, you know what? It took it was so hard to count these, and I'm not counting these. That's fair. I mean, Modern is a bigger Much format. wider format. More cards, more options, a whole lot of one-offs. It's good times. Like a whole lot, including one called Neo Brand. Which I'm going to assume is like new Coke. I mean, when I see Neo Brand, I'm assuming that this is actually just when people got those overpriced glasses after watching The Matrix. Like, they don't actually look good on most people, but they definitely bought them. What he said. All right, so let's go look at uh, what is this? This is modern. Yeah. Actually, let's start in standard. Let's just go through the top eight then. So, Colin Roundtree won the Invitational. He was playing Esper Superheroes in standard and humans in the modern. Uh, second place, we had... Wait. These are in actual order, right? Yes. Okay. So, second place is Kevin... How do you say his last name? Thonicut? Thonicut? Yeah, there we go. Uh, he was playing Sultai Dreadhorde in Standard and Burn in Modern. So clues would be half uh, approving. Yeah. Third place, we have Jonathan Hobbs, who's playing the Esper Superheroes deck in Standard and Humans in Modern. Yeah. Dan Jessup took fourth with Sultai Dreadhorde and Is It Phoenix? That was fourth. Evan Buchholz. 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 I think it's Buchholz. I think. He's playing Boros Aggro in Standard and Eldrazi Tron in Modern. Those are not the same. <laughs> not so much, no. Collins Mullen was in third. No, sixth, sorry. With there the Simic Mass Manipulation deck. We talked about last week. And Dredge in Modern. <laughs> Buh. <laughs> that's a weekend uh, right uh, Jonathan Rosam in 7th was on the Esper Superheroes and Amulet Titan in Modern and then Michael Hamilton 
rounds out the top eight with the Esper superheroes and who did I just say? Eldrazi Tron. Eldrazi Tron. Yeah. I appreciate the fact that the decks that they're playing are, for most of them, very different. And I wonder if that's straight up, like, they just feel like they're the best decks in those formats. Or if there's actually some psychological game to it of like, okay, well, this one's going to burn me pretty hard psychologically. So I'm going to need something nice to shift gears with to recover. Because you do have to play both the same day. Uh, they usually go back and forth. For these people? I doubt it. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, the people that are actually making it to the end of these things on a regular basis are not actually human. Yeah, they don't get burned out playing a control deck all day. In fact, they love it if they're playing the control deck and it's heading them towards the top eight. So, yeah. It's because they are the magic player equivalent of vampires because they're actually stealing your energy as you die a little bit inside losing to the control deck. Yeah, yeah, that's how it works. I mean, that's just science. I don't know if I'd go that far, but... (laughs) (laughs) I mean... You know, sufficiently advanced magic is indistinguishable from science, Chewie. It's just how the game works. That is what I've heard, yeah. Alright, well, that's the uh, the invitational part of SCGCon. Like I said, we're, we're not going to go into the, all the rest of these. No. But they are available in the show notes later. Yeah, if you, you want to check them out, go right ahead. And I recommend using the link that we give you because navigating this website is a journey. There's no wrong. telling if this page will be here tomorrow because it's possible that nothing is just consuming the SCG website starting with SCGCon. Please mind your horses. That water is too deep. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sad. You laugh when you're sad. You're sad because you laugh. It, no, it's a defense mechanism. That's probably how it works. Uh, also, um... When I was a kid, I, I noticed this: the uh, the twin statues, the the zot, the unsuspecting. Yeah, they had boobies on them. They did. <laughs> I also noticed that. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that as a child, I could understand how the special effects were working, kind of, but also that they had to actually make those things. <laughs> and so I'm like, huh. For so, anyone like, that's not following, it's the never-ending story, by the way. Yeah. You've completely missed the reference. But go see it. It still holds up, weirdly enough. I watched the, the first one not long story. ago. It has the benefit of the fact that they used a lot of practical effects in addition to the special effects of the day. And that means it doesn't age quite as hideously as things from like when they first learned how to use computers. Like, don't go watch Spawn. It'll hurt. Don't do it. But you shouldn't watch Spawn. Anyway, I mean, you shouldn't anyway, but like movie. it'll it'll hurt. Not only were the special effects terrible, it was just bad. It's not a good movie. And I was hardcore into Spawn when I was uh, that age, and when that came out, and I was horribly disappointed with the movie. Yeah. yeah. If you're wondering what the odds and ends are like, it's us having these tangent conversations because one of us yeah, makes a reference, and then we talk about three movies. So you you want to go to Taipei? Not personally, no. Oh, you only just talk about people who went to Taipei? Oh, yeah, sure. That's way cheaper. Yeah, I was going to say, if I was going to go somewhere with two syllables, I'd go to Utah, even though it's not real. Yeah, like, we just talked about the never-ending story, dude. We're trying to get off that topic. Seriously, though, it does still hold up, and it's really freaking meta. I'd forgotten just how meta it It is. Yeah, the entire movie is meta. It's also weird to think that the first two movies are, like, one book. Like... It's not often back then that you would see two things that were essentially one story. Yeah. But anyway, okay, let's go to GP Taipei. Yeah. That happened this weekend. Yep. With 1,062 players playing in the main event. Which was, which was standard. Yep. God, I hope this doesn't look terrible. Oh, cool. And they're in order? Oh, be still my beating heart. (laughs) Living the dream. Huh. Let's not get used to it, though, because it won't happen again. All right. No, it'll be taken away from you. Make sure this is lined up on the the stream. Okay, so. uh, Who won? Kim. How do you say his name? Kim Uh, Seok Hyun? 
I can't. I don't know. Seakyun? I don't I don't know Korean names. I, I don't either. Oh, they're only in order because Clues is gone. Oh, that makes That's sense. That's how it works, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It well, turns out playing... that when you when you what? put clues on a mystery ocean, it scares them and they're like, What if he's in our ocean? And so they get their act together. Yeah. Well, he was playing the Bant Ramp deck. With Bant Bant. Llanowar Elves and Paradise Druid and Incubation Druid, oh my god, and Hydroid Crasis, of course, Frilled Mystic, Shalai, oh god, Teferi Time Raveler, Nissa Who Shakes the World. Oh, this is the Bant Mass Manipulation deck. Yep. And Entrancing Melody, Finale of Glory, The Immortal Sun, whoa, and Time that. Wipe, holy crap. That's pretty funny. Considering the creatures it has, yeah. Alright. So, moving on. In second place, we've got Atsuki Kihara, running up the Asper Super Friends. Who the Star City website is calling superheroes. But I don't think that applies to these particular people. We've got eight copies of Teferi, four of each. And we've got Narset... And, oh, that's it. Huh. That's more of a world's finest. <laughs> it kind of is, yeah. This one's running, this is the version of the deck that's running the Elder Spell, though, so there's that. Yeah. Hmm. Anti-Life Equation says, what? What? Then we've got third place, uh, Taria Kakumai. Ta ka how do you say that? Kakumai. Kakumai, there we go. I was I was getting there and then I lost it. Uh, playing the Boros Feather deck because, well, because Feather. Let's be real. Yeah. We have Sheltering Light. Yup. Shock. Okay, don't use that one. Uh, Reckless Rage, Gideon, Defiant Strike. Oh, okay. And the Johnny. Gotta have a Johnny. The Johnny yeah. from M10, the Adversary of Tyrants. Ooh. Plus all this other stuff. But whatever, let's move on. <laughs> Uh, M19. What'd I say? I think you said M10, which would be impressive. Oh, yeah. Excuse that looks like a 10 <laughs> when I just glanced it. Does. At it does. No, I, so I, I know just, why you did it, because like, the, the Valerian font does that to zeros. Excuse me, my bad. I, didn't <laughs> it's just, I know someone it. will point that out later, so like we're aware of what year it isn't. I'm not, but, you know, whatever. I said isn't. I'm giving us a chance. 50-50. Mm, uh, fourth place, uh, Shota Takano is running the Jund Warriors deck. Okay, let's see. Growth Chamber Guardian, Thorn Lieutenant, Chain Whirler, Spellbreaker, Rekindling Phoenix, Skargan Hellkite. Why is this called Warriors? Uh, it's got Status Statue, Shock Lava Coil, two each of Domri Anarch of Bolas and Domri Chaos Bringer. Huh. Okay. That's an interesting call. Um, I guess because technically they're all warriors. I mean, there's not like a warrior synergy to it. No, there's not. But we've got the the guardian, the lieutenant, the chain whirler, and the spellbreaker are all warriors. So I guess they just name it that because of that. I mean, it's a way to distinguish it. I feel like we're missing a card that says warrior, but I don't see it. So I will continue to miss it. Maybe it makes a bunch of stuff with Thorn Lieutenant. Hang on, I don't remember what Domri Chaos Bringer says. Nope, nothing. Okay. Like, Thorn Lieutenant makes warriors, so... True. But I think they just named it that because that's what's in the deck. Sort of yeah. like goblins. You know, you call it a goblin deck because it's got goblins. This has warriors. Eh. Sure. Usually when we call something a goblin deck, there's there's a reason. The, well, than... generally a goblin deck is a deck where some of your goblins benefit your other goblins. It's not just goblins or creatures in it. It's usually a tribal thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm the Dork asks, did they come out to play? That could be. Maybe that's maybe uh, Shota Takano had the Coke bottles on his fingers and was tapping them together during the entire I mean, if you can shuffle and cut your deck with the Coke bottles on it, they can't take them away from you. <laughs> That's just the rules. 
All right. On that note, let's uh, let's keep going. Uh, we've got Grixis Bolus. What in fifth place by? I don't even know how to start saying this person's name. Ray Ruye Ru. Damn it. Ruay Jerye. Ruay Jerye. 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 I don't know. We do not know. We, we are yeah, not doing this, one, this on purpose. This one is totally <laughs> lost. I apologize. All right, what do we have here? We've got Nickel Bolas the Ravager. Okay. As your is there a dragon? Yeah, there's a dragon god. What else do we have going on here? Negate, Shock, Thought Erasure, yep. Bedeck Bedazzle. Ooh. Ritual of Soot. Angrath Rampage. Wow, okay. Narset. Braskis Contempt. Nickel Bolas Dragon God. Liliana Dreadhorde General, Sarkon the Masterless, and Kesmina. Wow, this deck is just screw you dot deck, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Wow. So this would be Grixis Doom Patrol, right? Um, <laughs> that would be Doom Patrol. I mean, it's not a Legion not, of Doom. Not Doom Patrol. Yeah, but... Legion of Doom. I'm sorry. I saw I saw an ad for uh, uh, Doom Patrol earlier. Like, so. Because I've always thought the name was funny, I'm going to go with Injustice Gang. Yeah, there we go. That's a good one. Because like, they're not all necessarily evil, but they're not for justice. Justice. <clears throat> anyway. I'm still stuck on the come out to play. And then now it's in my head. So thanks yeah, for that. Yeah, stay there for a while. You know, that's the thing that plays on the DVD menu. They just loop that. That's hilarious. It's hilarious for about 30 seconds. I bet it's not even that It very long. <laughs> rapidly becomes not hilarious. And then you hate the person that has not pushed a button yet. I, uh... I watched that also relatively... When I say recently, I mean within the last year or so. It was on one of the streaming services, so I didn't have to deal huh. with that, see? That's fair. That's probably better. It, it was, yeah. It's a very strange movie. Anyway, anyway, moving on. Uh, Simic Nexus in sixth place, played by uh, Kazuki Yada. Simic Nexus. Oh my god, Arboreal Grazer. Get there. Yeah. Okay, what do we have? Bond the Flourishing, Growth Spiral, yeah, okay. Search for Ascanta, right. Tamiyo, Wilderness Reclamation, Nissa, Who Shakes the World, and Nexus of Fate. Alright, yeah, this looks this looks relatively normal. Uh seventh place, uh Yuya Sugiyama playing Bant Ramp. Which is oh, it's got Lyra Dawnbringer. And hmm. only for Neferi, uh, Neferi, Teferi, the Nefarious Time Raveler. Only the Time Raveler. Ah, uh, yes, uh, Neferi. We meet again. So that would be Teferi, but with the t long twirly mustache? I mean, I like to think that that would be Teferi, but, like, his evil, like, negative universe equivalent. Yeah, so with like the long twirly the mustache. Name. Yeah. yeah. Well, not just the long twirly mustache, but, like, an altered color palette, too. Well, obviously, yeah, because Teferi wears red, white, and blue, so obviously Neferi would wear, like, green and purple like the Green Goblin. Clearly, yeah. Duh. That'd and be pretty cool. Somebody draw that. Mustache. That's the only important yeah. bit, though. <laughs> yeah, somebody draw that. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, get on that internet. Like, the, the bone staff also has a mustache. <laughs> It'll be the most dapper spinal column you've ever seen. <laughs> All right, rounding out the top eight, we've got, oh, God, uh, do, hang on, I used to, I used to know how to pronounce the X-U-E. Um. It's not like Shui, is it? Shui Tong? That doesn't sound right now that I've said uh, it out loud. I would think it would be Shui. But no, I don't know. I don't know these things. I, I picked a language and I stuck with it. Fair enough. I, I can handle the Japanese ones. Yeah. But anyway, so they're playing Grixis Bolas with, with Nickel Bolas and a Dream Eater for added comedy value. Oh, that's creepy. Uh, also running Discovery Dispersal. 
Huh. Narset. Disinformation campaign. Cry of the Carnarium. Okay, so it's the same idea, but slightly different. Nicobolus, Dragon God, of course. Sarkon and Ugin, the ineffable in here. Man. Can't even be effed. No F so. Alright, so same idea, slightly different execution. Yeah. Baller. And let's take a quick run through 9th through 17th. Simic Ramp, Bant Ramp. Wait, Simic Ramp? Oh, it's running Ripjaw Raptor. Whoa! Dude, it's running Ripjaw Raptor! That is the most 90s card name. <laughs> Speaking of spawn. <laughs> mm. Okay, Bant Ramp. Gruel Midrange. Okay, yeah, the the Ramp Elves, and then Growth Chamber Guardian, the Spellbreaker, Nullhide Ferox, Rekindling Phoenix, Gargan Hellkite. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Simic Ramp deck. Again, Bant Ramp again. Anything different here? It's got Tulsimir in the main. Hmm. Another Gruel Midrange with Regisar Alpha in the deck. What? Uh. Damn! Okay, uh... Another Bant Ramp running Tristani Discordant. Nice. Huh. Another Bant Ramp with Fibblethip in it. What? Okay, moving on. I mean, he got lost, and there he is. I, I guess, yeah. And then a Mono Red Aggro rounding out the top 16. About time we saw one of those. It'll make Clues happy. Yeah. Wanting one Chandra and three Experimental Frenzy. I see. This seems to be where the big differences are in the deck. Yeah. Is Experimental Frenzies and, and Chandras in the main. I mean, it's, it's your four drop. So What do you want to do with four, man? I mean, you don't really drop Experimental Frenzy on the turn four. Unless you're really hurting for things. Well, yeah. I, I just mean, like, it's the top end of your deck. Like, cost-wise. Oh, yeah. Like, you're playing them in different contexts, but most of your deck is super small cheap. It's true. All right. Oh, we've got a metagame breakdown. I didn't see that. What have we got going on in day two? 19% gruel midrange. Whoa. Didn't, didn't see that. 16% bant ramp. 10% esper super friends. 7% mono red. Oh, wait. Esper Superheroes and Esper Super Friends are listed as two different decks. <laughs> Maybe the superheroes don't get along. Huh. Interesting. Grixis yeah. Bola sitting at 6%. Sultai Dreadhorde at 5 It drops off from there. Alright, cool. Thank you, Channel Fireball. I'm curious to see if that's there's actually supposed to be something else there. Like, maybe one of them was supposed to be a different shard. And they just messed up. That's I don't know. It. Maybe? That's strange. That's just strange. Because, like, they have four-color super friends, Azorius super friends over on the right. So, like, they're clearly okay with super friends everywhere, but as for superheroes? I don't know. That's strange. All right, well, if anyone knows what the hell is the difference there, by all means, let us know, because, uh, what? Yeah. I just assumed they were interchangeable names based on which website was naming them. I'm asking them right now. Asking who? Twitter. Oh. Specifically replying to that channel firewall post. Makes sense. Because it's right there. Welcome to Web 2.0 plus 15 years. Here, I'll even retweet that. <laughs> yeah, see, it's all happening in real time. Make that sausage. Mmm, sausage. Um, that's tournaments, I guess. Oh, yeah, sausage. All right. Well, that's... Uh... <laughs> that's it for the, the news. Everything. I think that's just it. Yeah. Like your big yeah. your big news for Magic Online was that Modern Horizon came out. 
Good job. High fives. I don't have a fun bug blog of Modern Horizon cards yet, but when it happens, I will share it with you because I hope something funny happens. It has to. They just added a whole bunch of cards that used old mechanics. There's no way that something funny isn't going to happen. Yeah. Something <laughs> will break something in hilarious fashion. I'm counting. I hope it involves form of the dragon somehow. Those are fun. Doesn't that card break enough things as it is? That's why I want to see it happen with new cards. <laughs> that is definitely what happens when you let flavor drive the car. You'll get somewhere, but you might not be able to get back. <laughs> it's it's sort of like, oh no, Bear is driving. How can this be? Ah. It seems right. safer to let Bear in the car and leave the car, but the Bear didn't let us leave the car. Now the Bear is driving the car. So, I guess this should just be a short episode of Monday Night Magic, because there's nothing else going on. There's no clues here to ask that it be shorter. So, And and yet delay us. Yeah. So, I guess I'll go into wrap-up time. Um, You can find me on Twitter, at SqueeGoblinAbob. There's no I in Goblin, because the I is out to find the difference between super friends and superheroes, and I wish you good luck on its mission. Maybe it will be featured in an HBO Watchmen series that no one really knows what it's about. I have no idea. Um, as for the rest of me, um, you can find me over 4th of July weekend at Cosplay America, which is a costume slash art slash creativity slash being a nerd with other nerds for a weekend event coming up in Cary, North Carolina. And that'll be great. Uh, we're going to be making stuff with the people that do the RB Twitter feeds, so that'll be cool. Um definitely check that out if you're interested and you're going to be around. Oh, and... Is that people now? Huh? Well, last year I remember you mentioning that it was person. Oh, yeah. Like it's We actually have more than one of them. So it, it's a team of a few people that do it. Oh, um, but okay. we've actually got a second one of them coming this year, too. So they were like, well, we've got the team now. We're doing it. Oh, that's cool. Uh, multiple people work on it, but the ones who do, like, the really fancy house-moving castles and, like, the animations of, like, making the initial D-car go around a track and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, they're going to be... So, going to be fun. That's pretty um, funny. I, I think it'll be neat. Um, and, yeah, so, like, that, that'll that be what I'm doing then. In the meanwhiles, um, is it a bad sign that it's been, like, five days and no one's spoiled the X-Men movie for me? No one's talking about the X-Men movie? <laughs> I don't know. Um, all of the, uh, the internet... Uh, reviews from people that went to see it that I've seen uh-huh. were overwhelmingly meh. That that sounds like a an X Men movie. Yeah, like it wasn't awful, but it wasn't good. It was just kind of there. I mean, that's fair. I, I figure I'll catch it eventually. I haven't really been in a hurry on this one. Yeah. Um, like the next movie I'm actually like looking forward to. Looking forward to is probably Spider Man. So when is that? That is uh, July four weekend, or no? It comes out on the Tuesday before, which is weird. The the Tuesday before. Mm-hmm. All right. It'll be coming out on like Tuesday the second. I guess they decided that coming out on the fourth of July is missing an opportunity to have an even longer weekend. Mm-hmm. So it comes out on the Tuesday, though. The movie theaters that were doing early tickets, I saw going as early as 12.01 a.m. on that Tuesday. So, like, an actual midnight show again. So, I don't know. Um, but I'm, I guess I'm looking forward to check that out. I've been watching The Tick on Amazon since they added a season while I was in Japan, and I'm playing catch-up. And I'm enjoying it because, of course, I am. It's great. It's a great show. I still haven't watched the second season. I've I've seen about four episodes of it, and it's still good. So, nice. it's nice to see. Like, they're able to do more with the superheroes now, so there's more characters. And I will not tell you who. So, enjoy. Fair enough. I I really enjoyed the the first season. Both halves. Yep. And this is a 10-episode block, so you can just watch the whole thing here. And that's going to be great. So, that's enough of my rambling for right now on... Clues isn't here, but if he were here, he'd say that, you know, 
He hates blue. So, pretend he's here doing that. He would say that, yes. It's true. And then I guess Chewie can tell us about Manipool, Manipool, Manipool. Yay! Hi, I'm Chewie, Manipool, Manipool, Manipool. I finished Arrested Development. Yeah? Or did it finish you? Uh, no, but it tried. <laughs> the, uh... Those last two seasons weren't good. Weren't good at all. So if you're gonna watch Arrested Development and you haven't, just trust me, just stop after the the three original seasons. Do not watch the two Netflix ones. I you can feel so you the time that happened between them. Do it. You can feel the time happening between them and the fact that a lot of the things that... Like, they had a good flow early on, and then I guess some of the people working on it decided to go make good Marvel movies instead. But, yeah. It, it was not... It was not worth the energy. I flew through the first three seasons. The last two seasons took forever to get through because they were painful. Mm. You did watch the fourth season in the worst way possible, though. But I'm I not convinced it that it was the worst way possible. I don't think there's a good way. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, that's also fair. Like They got rid of a lot of the dynamics that made it work in the later two seasons. I think mostly due to actor availability, but... You could feel it hurt. Yeah. But, uh... I also finished the original run of X-Files. More satisfying? Uh, no. Well, okay, more <laughs> satisfying than Arrested Development, yes. Sure, I mean, low bar, but... But, like, that last season wasn't great, and the last two episodes were just bad. <laughs> but Magnet. Like, season nine was all about trying to get away from the Mulder and Scully dynamic and, and push Doggett and, to a lesser extent, Reyes. Yeah. And then the last two episodes, they were like, all right, Mulder's back, go with it. And it was just, let's just re-explain everything that's happened the entire series in a clip show. <laughs> we know the audience stopped watching, and they're here for the finale, so let's just do that. But it, Yeah, but they didn't do it. And then right. not actually deliver closure on anything. No. And I looked it up. Apparently, Chris Carter was looking to uh, to do some uh, movies. Like, yeah. at least two, I think. Because the first one was so lucrative. I mean, that's like mentioning the fact that he made Millennium. <laughs> I, don't, like, I don't get it. He made another TV show during the run of X-Files, and no one remembers it. Like, he was not doing the best. Okay, then. But Just yeah. do what I do and pretend that after X-Files was over, um, Evolution came out. And that it's the same character. I've never seen that either. And then pretend it's also Zoolander. And everything else with David Duchovny, except Californication. Because that's weird. That would be weird, yeah. But now I just need to find the second movie. And watch it again. Because I saw that in the theaters back in the day. And then... I'll watch the next two, the, the two new seasons, because they were apparently pretty good, unlike Arrested Development. Yeah. So, yeah. That's just what I've been doing. Uh, You've also been smashing. Yeah, I did, uh, on the content front, I did finish uh, the story mode for World of Light in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Finally! I, I was told, I've only got like three or four hours left, so I did a, this will be the last stream. And about three and a half hours in, I said, how much is left? And chat was like, oh, a full stream, easy. And I went, damn it. So I stopped yeah. and waited till I, I got caught up on videos and then went back to do another one, like almost a month later, maybe not quite. And played for another, I think it was four hours. And then still wasn't done. But I was on what was essentially the final screen and i went all right i'm gonna finish this tomorrow morning and so the next day i got up and i went to finish it and it took another four hours <laughs> so yeah. yeah that's it's gonna take a while to get through all that but as long as the the episode number can hit well, okay, I was really hoping I could end on uh, number 69, but I don't think it's gonna. I think it's gonna go past that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there you go. Yeah. 
But, uh, so over on YouTube.com slash the mana pool, right now I'm cycling between Smash Brothers World of Light mode uh, videos and the second quest of Legend of Zelda and Dota Auto Chess. All of which I'm really enjoying. The editing process, that is. Uh, yeah. I already finished second quest of Legend of Zelda. So any advice you want to give me in the comments? Doesn't work. Because <laughs> that stuff was recorded like a month ago. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what's going on on YouTube. I've also got some Human Fall Flat that I played with Steph, which is an adorable game that uh, I can't wait to get those videos started. I've got a, sl a run of Slay the Spire I need to put up. I've got all kinds of video content coming up. It's, it's a good time to be a, a viewer, I guess. Yeah, hell yeah. But anyway, anyway, hey, on YouTube.com slash The Manipool, I've got one video going up every day, some days, too, especially podcast days. If I'm far enough ahead, then the podcast will have another video to go up with it uh, later in the day, which I am far enough ahead now. So, hey, when this goes public, there's there's another one like two hours later. And... Yeah, I guess I guess that's it there. Uh, you can watch Monday Night Magic and The Mana Pool live, along with all the other live streams I do on twitch.tv slash The Pool. And if you want to help support what I do with this, frankly, ridiculous... Ridiculous? It's Neferi again. He's coming to get us. Redonkulous. This ridiculous amount of content creation for one person. I've got one YouTube video every day, two uh, podcasts... And then, like, the two podcast streams, and then usually three other live streams during the week, with that number hopefully increasing in the near future. So, yeah, hell yeah. The best way to help support me doing all of that entertainment for you is on patreon.com slash themanapool, where you can become a lifeguard. And lifeguards get perks. So the, uh... Hang on. Uncommon lifeguards get episodes of the Mana Pool and YouTube videos early. The rare lifeguards get the early stuff and the odds and ends, which is all the behind-the-scenes stuff recorded before and after both Monday Night Magic and the Mana Pool. And the mythic lifeguards get all of that stuff and the sponsorship shout-out on both podcasts and on the end screen for all YouTube videos. So I'd like to thank our mythic lifeguards. <sighs> Kim Ho, Andrew Hunt, Al, Lance Delicious, Tim Uhelis Haru, Connor Kennedy, John Morris, Alex Gonzalez, Jeff Spencer, Stuart Slaw, PJ McMullen, Sophia Bertain, Casey, Fayan Says, Danny Liao, Jason Doan, Cody Buckwing, Jake Jansons, Jason Kaus, Gothic Man, Brian DeLucci, Stark Maximum, John Parker, Violet Moon, Aleph Cat, Dan Holm, <gasps> couldn't get there, <sighs> Bartle, Mike Millerburn, and the Beast Father, Aaron Goodwine. Man, I, I made it through... Honest. All of the mechanics in Modern Horizons in one breath. Yeah. I thought I could get through the list of patrons, but nope. If you would like to challenge Chewie and increase his lung capacity, add yourself to that list. It's true. Make one of these harder. days, I'll get there. Don't <sighs> ever let him get there. Try to make him work. That is true. You should totally do that. We'll work for pay. Uh, so with that, we... Are we done? Yeah, I think we're done. Yeah, hell yeah. Also, just real quick, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can follow the, the Twitch channel. You can subscribe on the Twitch channel for five bucks a month or using your free subscription token using uh, Twitch Prime, which you have Twitch Prime if you have Amazon Prime. It's totally a thing. You should look it up. Link them. And also, you can use our Humble Bundle affiliate link if you buy anything ever on Humble Bundle. Uh, wherever you're uh, watching or listening to this, the link is down below. So it's below us in the Twitch panels, it's in the YouTube description, or it's in the show notes. Uh, if you buy anything from the Manipool's affiliate link, then it does directly help uh, support what I do here. And they just put up a hell of a retro sale. It's... Uh, 
It's called the Retro Paradise Sale. I don't know how long it lasts, but it's got a bazillion games that are both actual retro games, retro style games, pixel art games, old, uh, like, humongous point-and-click games. Remember those? Yeah. Just, it's ridiculous, the amount of stuff that is on this retro sale, and so much of it is really good. So that's a good place to start, by the way. Like, I've had this tab open ever since they they uh, started the sale, just so I could scroll through it. Like, Cuphead is on here, Broforce is on here, Sonic Mania, oh my god. Oh, hey, Bill, the, uh... Where'd it go? That Capcom beat-em-up bundle is almost 50% off. Oh, mm. nice. We were thinking Bringing of streaming the memories. Uh, doing some of those at some point, if it ever dropped down low enough for us to bother buying it. <laughs> I will take a look. But anyway, anyway, so yeah, with that, we'll we'll be done with this episode of Monday Night Magic, number 656. And it's warm in my apartment for some reason, so I'm going to stop. So, thank you all so very much for joining us, and uh, go play some magic. <laughs>